Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back in on a way back Wednesday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, Vita, producing. Get him your request at 913-586-7610 on a way back Wednesday. Include your name. Our buddy Gene and Glendale wanted a little Aerosmith this morning back in the saddle. Again. You know, that's a deep track from Aerosmith, is it? I don't know that Aerosmith song. Should I know that Aerosmith song? I didn't know it until Gene requested yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. Josh, did you know that Aerosmith song? I did. You did. Okay, yeah. so Josh knew it, but I, I did not. I did not know that one. Can't hit that note, though. No Mick Jagger was really good in Aerosmith. <laughs> I Like, Mick Jagger with Aerosmith may be the greatest rock compilation of all time. Oh, no, this was with Run DMC. Oh. The uh, Combine is underway in Indianapolis, and we had a chance uh, yesterday afternoon to talk to uh, to one Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, who uh, who joined us yesterday in the midst of uh, uh, Combine Week. Combine it's Week. A, it's a zoo over there. Very in stressful Indianapolis. week, yes. Indianapolis. So we caught a him. Lot in a lot of people in underwear. We caught him in a moving vehicle, actually. Yes, yes, yes. we did. Uh, he buckled, buckled, strapped himself in for an interview with Bob and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How big of a turning point was the Raider loss at Christmas at well, Arrowhead? Yeah, it was. It kicked our tail. Um, and that I thought that kind of woke us up. You know, the some of the veteran players just said, Hey, this this nonsense has got to stop. Whether it's whether whether it's with the turnovers, the drops, all of these things that, that went on, it needed to end and it needed to end quickly. And so um I, I thought that was a, a turning point there, and it and the guys did. I mean, they put their foot down, and and things changed. We're talking with Andy Reid and, and Coach after that game. I I was you know having the conversation with some folks. I go, this is probably the best thing that's going to happen to these guys. It seems like when you've gone on these runs to win these Super Bowls, which is still you know phenomenal to say. You had that Tennessee game in the first year, you know when you when you lost to them and kind of bottomed out there, and then you had the Raider game kind of bottomed out this year. How how do those things really bring everybody together? Like, what do you do as a coach to say, all right, we're stopping all this and we're getting back to where we need to go? Because after that Tennessee game and after this Raider game, you guys just took off and never lost again. Yeah, well, you hope you have the right guys in the in the locker room, I think is the most important thing. And the right coaches where guys don't point fingers, they they take responsibility. And as coaches, we all took responsibility. As players, we took responsibility. So, um, and then you know that there you have pride and and so 
you, you want to make sure that uh, you identify the problem and then let's go fix it, fix it quickly, um, uh, which we ended up doing. I mean, that was, that was important. What did you learn about Patrick through all this? I feel like that you've, you've known a lot about him, but you faced some seemingly true adversity and had him kind of step up in those big moments then late. Yeah, that was the new thing for him. So that was something that'll help him the rest of his career. Um, he, he, uh, he, we weren't number one, you know, offensively. <laughs> so, uh, but we were, we were, we were pretty good defensively and the defense, it really kept uh, the offense in, in the game, as you'd say. And, and then special teams did some nice things. Um, but uh, Patrick, I think what he'll take from this is that my positive attitude can affect everybody and um, guys can grow around me. And you always hear the term that great quarterbacks make everybody around them better. And, and he did that. He made Rasheed Rice better. He worked through the drops that we had with the receivers. Um, Rasheed Rice helped Kelsey be more productive. It wasn't that Kelsey had lost his legs or was old or this or that. It was that he was trying to go after two two defenders at one time. And so once you put Rasheed in there, who grew at doing kind of the similar things that Kels can do, um, then they can't double Kels. They've got to take care of both these guys. And that's, that's a big load for a defense, especially working inside the numbers, which is the quarterback's sweet spot. And so inevitably it, gets the ball out quicker, which helps your, your holding calls that were making, that were killing us. Um, and, uh, you know, it allows Pat to be not having to move quite so far in the pocket and uh, the catches go up, you know? So anyways, it, it all kind of worked together and, and got, got better as we went on uh, into the playoffs. Andy, when did, Patrick realized that it wasn't going to be the same. I mean, obviously last year you went and won the Super Bowl without, you know, Tyreek and having that quote unquote burner, if you will, but you still had Juju Smith-Schuster. When did Patrick realize, oh my God, this is a lot different than anything I've ever had to deal with before in the NFL? I think he knew it during training camp. I, I think he, he saw that um, it was, it was going to take a little time um, to, to get everybody caught up, but he, he also knew, he was close with Rasheed, so he'd worked with him during the summer, worked with him before the draft, and he knew that uh, how Rasheed would go, that that would really help the rest of the offense go. And uh, now, did he anticipate the drops we had? No, he wasn't anticipating that. Um, was he anticipating the penalties? He wasn't anticipating that. But I, I think he knew that it would take a minute to get the offense really firing, um, you know, probably early in camp there. We're talking with Andy Reid here on 610 Sports Radio. Did you anticipate the defense being this good? Well, you, you know, we saw it at the end of last year <clears throat> um, before the Super Bowl, the end of the playoff run. We, we saw those young secondary guys really mature and do some do some nice things for us. And so, um, and then once we got into camp, I'm going, I think I told you guys this, but uh, the, the, the zones were tighter and the man coverage was tighter we were tackling better. It was just, um, and, and the D 
line was productive and it, you know it was just a, a our linebackers were another year older and um and we forget how young they are and and so um i i felt like i'm going we, we really have a chance to be a really good defense and then yeah in the equation that you have spags and that that uh that defense he runs is is something i mean it's it's complicated to go against from an offensive standpoint um and he's got good coaches with him so that that becomes important and i just uh i, I felt like that we were going to be I, I felt like we were going to be really good on defense andy i think also too with with the spag situation i want to kind of deviate just for a second I don't know that I've seen a better assistant coach coordinator in the history of this game. Well, maybe other than you when you were up in Green Bay, but with with Steve Spagnuolo. I mean, what what he did not just with you guys, but shutting down Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. I was just watching the first few episodes of the Dynasty about them on Apple TV and kind of reliving Steve Spagnuolo shutting down Tom Brady, Steve Spagnuolo going in and shutting down Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and and San Francisco and Brock Purdy in this postseason. Why is he so good? Like when, when somebody asks you to say, tell me about Steve Spagnuolo and why he's good at what he does. What do you first answer with that? I tell you, he's a great teacher. That's what I tell you. You know, he's a good guy too, but I mean, and a very hard worker, but he, he's a great teacher. And, and so he, he'll take whatever your strengths are and he'll work with them and exploit them. And then he'll take whatever your weaknesses are and help you get better at them. And, and uh, he'll fit, he'll fit schemes around you. I always mention about he's got, if you're dressed out, you're going to play and he's going to have something for you somewhere. And, uh, and that's so true. What about the, the, the season in, in general dealing with not, not only the, the offense being where it is, but also now having Taylor Swift into the fold. I mean, I know from a father's standpoint, my daughters fell in love with watching every game because of Taylor Swift from a coach's perspective to see that kind of spotlight on your team, like no other team has seen before. Did you have to talk about how we're going to handle this, what we're going to do? Because it seems like no matter what's thrown at you, you're never you're never rattled. You're prepared for everything. How did you have to prepare for this kind of thing to happen to you? Well, I, you know what? I actually knew her and her family before uh, Trav did. I mean, she, they're from Pennsylvania there, and and uh, her dad was an Eagles fan, football fan, really, but an Eagles fan. And um, I believe he played at Delaware. So, you know, he gets – anyways, he gets the game. He understands. And um, – and she, you know, she's got a great mom and they, they're very close that way. And, and so I met her when she was young. I, I never worried that she wouldn't handle it. I mean, she handles herself so well and done so well in her career um, that I never worried about that. I was just kind of happy that they, they were both happy and um, Trav never let it be an issue. She never made it an issue. I think she really enjoyed herself um watching the games and not having to be uh have the spotlight on her you know i mean she was able to get in there and, and trav was the guy and and uh she enjoyed that part and and not having to uh be the star of the game you know she she could just hang out up there and enjoy Brittany and the crew and i, I thought it was all positive you know very positive thing did you play a role in in fixing those two guys up or fixing Brittany and, or not Brittany, but the uh, Taylor and Travis up? What kind of role did you play in that? I had nothing to do. 
I had nothing to do with that, but I think she mentioned to him that um, when they met, she goes, you know, I know, I know your coach. And he kind of went like, what coach? And she goes, uh, uh, coach Reed and, and his wife and he, she, and Trav went, Oh no, that's not, that's not what I wanted to hear. So, but listen, it, it was all good. It, it was, they're good people. They're good people, both of them. And I'm, I'm happy that they're happy, really. Andy Reid joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, players have openly talked about a three-peat. How do you handle that from not becoming a thing, I guess? I don't worry about all that. I, I mean, those kind of things are great. Um, you know, you just make sure you come to St. Joe ready to go because that, that part won't change. And the guys all know, they know that um, that's a tough, it's tough up there. It's hot, it's humid. You better come back in shape. And so you go enjoy, you say what, what you say, and, and then let's get back to work. I mean, that's, that's what you have to do. You got to build, build the foundation um, before you can, you know, get any of that stuff taken care of. So, and, and that, you know, that, that will be important once we get there. Yeah, I, I know you guys are probably not going to focus on it and maybe talk about it, but obviously it's going to be the, the number one thing that everybody's talking about going into the season. And I think that's good. Like, I, I feel like, you know, every year Patrick needs a little chip on his shoulder. Oh, this guy said we couldn't do it, or that guy said we couldn't do it. And now you've got this three-peat thing, something that nobody's done. And when you start talking about legacy with Patrick, to go three straight and win three straight championships, no other quarterback in the history of the league has done that. How important do you think that's going to be to him to get that done? Well, listen, all the guys like challenges. We, we set that as our goal every year is to, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think all 32 teams do that. Um, so that's why I tell you, keep coming back to St. Joe. Um, uh, you still got to work. And it's very hard to win a game in this league, uh, let alone a championship. And so um, you, you got to build the foundation there. And Patrick loves challenges. Nobody likes challenges better than him. And um and likewise with a few of those other guys, I mean, they, they all like, they all like to be challenged, but um, you know, I, I, that's where I say it doesn't really matter. It doesn't hurt. It, it, that's okay. I'm okay if that's how they think about it. But again, we just got to make sure we, we work and that, that part won't change. It's combine week. Obviously you have a lot of staff that's been working on, you know, scouting during the year with the, with the college players. How much do you do during the season in that regard? And, I guess, what is this week then like for you? Is it without, without saying, what is your role after your scouts do a bunch of the work? What do you come in and do or try to get accomplished during combine week? Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of our first introduction as coaches to these kids. And, and so uh, where the guys have been out to the schools and seen them and, and done all that bit, this is our, or the bowl games and, uh, uh, you know, all-star games, all that stuff. So, but this as a coach, this is the first time that you get a chance to meet with these guys. And I think that's the best part. I don't really care about the workout stuff. I mean, we can get that on, we have all that on video so we can, we can watch it back in the office just like we do game tape. And, uh, uh, but to have a chance to meet the kids, I think is, is a good, good starter for all of us. How bad do you want Marvin Harrison Jr. on the team? Is it as bad as I do for the last year? Or you're like, all right, we may not get him at 32, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think he'll probably go a little higher than that. But he, yeah, he's a heck of a player. Um, you know, I I know he, he there's some 
his dad was pretty good too. So I, I competed against him uh, with, with a few of the different teams, or, you know, the two teams that I was on. So um, he, uh, but the kid sure has done a nice job. And he seems like a great kid too. Is it a relief for you? Cause I know it is for me and you know, not, not that it matters what, what Josh and I think, but a relief for you that like, you don't have to deal with this quarterback stuff every year. Like all these other teams, like you got your guy and everybody else is still trying to find theirs. Like it's got to make things a lot easier this week. Doesn't it? Yeah. Listen, we're all lucky for that. We're all, I, I say it every year. We're, we're all lucky to have Pat Mahomes, uh, the city of Kansas city yourselves. I mean, you, you know, we're all, we're all blessed to have him uh, be the quarterback of this football team because he handles it the right way. And uh, it's more than just throwing passes. He, he does it the right way, and he's a, he's a good team captain in that. Who's I, the better I, duo for you guys, Andy? Is it you and Brett, or is it Patrick and Travis? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, I, I don't know that, but I know those two hang out a lot together, and I'm glad they're, they're buddies because – they really trust each other, and uh, that's helped us in a few games, I'd say. I do trust Breach, though. I, don't take that wrong. Right, Cause right. Yeah, because well, we were debating it on the show the other day. We're like, who's the better duo, Andy and Brett or Patrick and Travis? And you can imagine the text line was going crazy, like one side's taking Andy and Brett, the other side's taking Patrick and Travis. It's just one of those great sports radio debates. But I always maintain, like, Patrick and Travis and, and whatnot came into a great situation. You are clearly better than everybody else in the league. Brett has shown he's better than everybody else in the league. You guys have established this great culture here that when people come in, they're going to have success. And a lot of places don't have that. Well, hopefully it's a good square, right? Uh, between the four of us um, and the other guys involved there. So we're, we're all, um, yes, very, I'm going to tell you, very fortunate. Before we let you go, when when you were tackling Chris Jones, did you present a contract and say, "Here, sign this for the next couple of years because we're going to three peat and we want you to be part of it"? You know, I was so happy for that kid. Uh, I didn't ask him about the contract. I was so happy for him because he pushed himself past where he thought he could push himself, and and he he went back in that game when he was just exhausted and made plays. And um, so I thought I'd just body slam him just so he could feel the weight of it. But um, that contract. Be a lot heavier than than me, I think. Yeah, no question. Going to do okay there, Andy. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Enjoy seeing the uh, the guys. Enjoy the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's, and we'll look forward to you coming back to KC. All right, guys. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid joining us from the uh, the combine. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.